0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Lord bless you this day. This is the day the Lord has made, and we are certainly going to rejoice and be glad in it. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts, our minds to you. Lord, may we hear from you. God, give me words of wisdom. Give me words of your truth. Lord, allow me to speak. In a manner that people will understand and people will respond to. Lord, I don't want them to respond to me. I want them to respond to you. God, I want to respond to you. I pray that I can hear you and hear you clearly. And God, that you would direct me in my life. Lord, forgive us of those times that we just not everything we should be. Forgive us those times when our minds and hearts drift and we start seeing the things of the world instead of seeing you. Oh, God. Help us to focus on you this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, when you look today, I want you to think about this. The joy of sacrifice. Probably when the word sacrifice comes to your mind, you may not associate it with the word joy. Sacrifice is giving something up. You know, something that you really enjoy that you sacrifice for somebody else. I can recently heard a story, maybe you've heard this story, about the four NFL football fans who decided to go rock climbing together. There was a Dallas Cowboy fan, a New England Patriot fan, a Seattle Seahawk fan, and an Oakland Raider fan. These guys were jawing at each other all the way up the mountain as they hiked together. They're arguing which one was the biggest fan for their team. Well, they got to the very top of the mountain and they there was a cliff over that overlooking the edge. And this Dallas Cowboy fan said, you know what? I am the greatest fan of the Dallas Cowboys. They're the best team. I'll show you through my sacrifice. And then he hurls himself off the cliff of the mountain. Well, the New England fan would not be outdone. And he yelled, I will sacrifice for the New England Patriots. And he takes a running start and goes into a swan dive off the side of the cliff. Refusing to be outdone, the Seattle Seahawk fan rises to his feet, and he yelled at the top of his lungs, this is for the Seattle Seahawks! And without hesitation, he pushed the Oakland Raiders fan off the cliff. Okay, now, that's a little silly, but that is an example. Sometimes we talk about sacrifice, and I know that certainly... Oh, by the way, that is not a true story, and uh, don't try that at home, but uh, I think you know that. But okay, now you understand sacrifice. So let me read a little bit about what Paul says in Philippians chapter three, verse seven through ten. He says, But whatever gains to me I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in death, and so, however, attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Okay, you know, you get this. I'm pretty sure in this passage you can see the joy of Paul coming from giving up all that he had and all that he knew to honor knowing Jesus Christ. He was a very influential man. He had a lot of people listen to him. He was a very educated man. But you know what? His life was different because he did not honor Jesus Christ. He didn't even believe in Jesus Christ. He was trying to get across the point, though, to us in a very visual way in this passage. He says, I count it all as garbage that I may gain Christ. As garbage. As you know, garbage isn't a pleasant thing. Now, I don't know about you. I don't like going out the garbage dump and and smelling all the garbage. Well, he considered it garbage knowing the world compared to knowing Christ. Paul was sharing the incredible significance of knowing Jesus and the power of Almighty God. He was transformed man. His heart and mind was now on what mattered. And that was on the Messiah. That was on the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Paul said he considered everything else a loss because knowing Jesus was everything. Can we think of it that way? Can we think of it as a loss? Are we so tied to the things of the world that we can't get past those things. We are so tied with what we do in this world that Jesus is a far-off thought. Folks, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ needs to be first place in your life to honor Him above all. When I think of these words, I think of the word focus. And I mentioned that at the very beginning in my message that we need to focus in on Jesus and when I looked up a few synonyms of the word focus I came with what uh, he is that Jesus was trying to get across what Paul was trying to get across about Jesus focus one of the synonyms was the word spotlight Jesus was his spotlight yes everything was on him in drama productions I went and watched my niece in a drama production at Boise high school a week or two ago about three or four weeks ago And the spotlight is on those that are speaking. And Paul was virtually saying, we need Jesus Christ to be the spotlight of our life. Because in reality, Jesus is the most important part of what we do, what we say, and what we think. And if he's not, he should be. Jesus should be in all we do and allow him to direct our lives. Another sentiment Synonym. I said that when I was preaching this sermon. I kept saying synonym. I, cinnamon, you know, what you put in on things? Cinnamon? Cinnamon toast? No. Synonym for focus. Another synonym for focus is the word target. When you're playing darts, I have a guy in my church who used to play darts all the time, or he's shooting bow and arrow. My brother shot a bow and arrow all the time. You shoot at a target. And what's the middle of the target called? Yes, you can say it out loud where you're at. Bullseye. Our aim in life should be on the bullseye, and in this case, Jesus is the bullseye. He is the perfect one. When you hit Jesus, you're hitting the perfect one. He is the one who is directing the apostle Paul. He took his eyes off the way of the world, Paul did, and put them on Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what he wants to do. The synonym for focus, I will use another word, is core. Core also has the same, uh, has a synonym, which is the word center, which is also the synonym of focus. Jesus needs to be the core of our life, the center of our life. And Paul makes it very clear in this passage. People of God, would you say today that Jesus Christ is the core of your life, the center of your life, that everything else surrounds that? Or does Jesus Christ, is he one of the outskirt things that you just kind of connect to? Jesus is and should be the focus of your life. And he became the focus of the Apostle Paul's life. And then he talks about his life and earthly gains. Folks are nothing compared to knowing Jesus Christ. They're nothing. Many of you listening today may be wealthy. And I don't know what you do with your wealth. I don't know what you all with the honor God with it or not. I certainly hope you do. The Bible tells us we can gain the whole world but lose our soul. And what gain is it if you spend eternity separated from God? You are lost and you can't get it back. You're not coming back once you're lost. The Bible also tells us in 1 Timothy 6.10 that the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, he didn't say having money or having wealth was a problem. But the problem lies in the fact of the love of money. When money is a driving force of your life, when it takes precedence over everything else, that is what is so great about tithing or giving to the Lord the first portion of your income. You're showing Him He is first place in your life. You honor Him first. It is a timeless principle that is a big part of our walk with God. And believe me, many people don't tithe. I was reading a uh, fact the other day, and it said about three percent of a church actually tithe tithes. The ten percent from the Old Testament, the New Testament uh, doesn't say ten percent. It actually, you, when you read it, it's it's almost like you're giving more to Him because you know whatever you you honor God with the first fruits of your life, and you you're generous with Him, and He presses down, shakes it up, He takes care of it. I can tell you this, my life, and this isn't a message on tithing, but my life has been blessed because I started honoring God when I was 17 or 18 years old with the first part of my income. And you know, I'm so proud of my daughter. She is, does the same thing, and her son, and her excuse me, my son-in-law, they honor God with the first portion of their check. They have tithed for years and years and said, we, that's just part of our, they've done the Dave Ramsey, and that's just what we do first, we give to God. And you know what, I know many people that do. But I, it's between you and God, and I don't know what people give or tithe, but I know this. I know recently we had someone just give us a very large check that was amazing. He said, well, God has just blessed us this year. We wanted to bless God. We wanted to give back. And you know how cool is that? I tell people they can know where their material gain goes by just open your checkbook. See where your checks are written to. But he wants us to be rich spiritually, where Jesus is the focus, where he is the spotlight where He is the target, where He is the core of our lives. I can tell you that when that truly happens in your life, you will see the power of God unfold in such a mighty way. I believe that God wants to show us His hand. I believe He wants us not only to give the first fruits of our income, but the first fruits of our time. What do you do to help the kingdom of God? What do you do to help the community? How do you get involved? Are you involved? Are you in your own little world? You say, well, Pastor, you're trying to guilt me. I'm not trying to guilt you. It's between you and God. You have your own relationship with God. You're going to stand before your God yourself. I'm not going to hold your hand at Judgment Day, and you're not going to hold mine. We might wish we had somebody to hold our hand that day, but it's between you and him. And I'm not telling you you're a sinner if you don't give 10%. I'm not telling you that whatsoever. That's between you and God. God knows, but I'm telling you we need to honor God and put him first in everything we do. And if we do, I promise you this. He will bless you. He will bless you in a powerful way. Well, i got to run today. Lord bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast, or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755. 3755-